You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons, and the point of our podcast is to help you grow, start, and thrive in your dental practice, whether you are just getting out of dental school and working as an associate somewhere, or you have a startup, or you've been practicing for 25 or 30 years. The whole goal behind this podcast is to help you grow by implementing strategies that work and that have been proven to work time and time again, whether that be with your marketing, your leadership, whatever it is, just to grow your practice. And first of all, I just want to say really happy for uh, all the people who have been coming out and talking about how much they've been enjoying the podcast. Obviously, we're kind of a newer podcast. I was told by some of my colleagues and clients that I needed to start doing this and helping others out there by giving them a resource to go to when they're not sure what direction they want to take their practice in, especially when it comes to like leadership and marketing. And so I've had the honor of talking to a lot of great guests, and hopefully you all have been enjoying it. For those of you who've been listening, I really appreciate all the great feedback that I've been getting. And if you're new to the podcast, well, buckle in because this is going to be an awesome ride that I think you're really going to enjoy. And today in our episode, I'm really excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about corporate dentistry and what you can learn from working in a corporate dental office and how you can apply those learnings to a private practice if you so choose to do so. And today we're going to be interviewing one of my clients and turned into a really good friend of mine. His name is Dr. Afak Carey. He has a practice here in Fishers, Indiana, just a northeast suburb of Indianapolis. And in today's episode, Dr. Carey is going to talk about his beginning in the dental field and why he chose to work in corporate dentistry, some of the things that he learned while working in a corporate clinic, and then how he's been able to translate that into his private practice where he's at today. And he's doing really well and has seen a lot of growth in his uh, you know, year, year and a half, two years that he has been practicing. And so I think you're going to get a lot of value from Dr. Carey, and he's a great guy to talk to and great guy to listen to. So it's a really great interview that we have coming up for you. So check out the episode. But before you do, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Other than that, let's get into the interview with Dr. Afak Carey. What inspired me to become a dentist was really working with people. I knew I wanted to be in the healthcare field, so I was uh, pre-med and pre-dental in undergrad. Um, but as I shadowed more and more dentists and learned what it was all about, um, I realized I really enjoyed the, uh, the lifestyle dentistry provided, um, also the intimate relationship that you, you create with your patients. I don't think there's any other field that you can do that with um, because you know going to the dentist is a, uh, it's a tough thing for a lot of patients. And once you connect with somebody, um, especially in the dental field, um, you know, it's, it's for a life lifetime. I mean, that's why you see so many patients in private practices stay with a certain dentist um, for generations. And that's really what um, my ultimate goal was. Was that ever a challenge that you thought about as uh, going into this career? It's like, oh my gosh, look at all these people that like literally fear the dentist. Like the last thing yes, in the world yes, that they want yes. to do is go to the dentist office. Yes. So was that something you were like thinking about um, as going into it? And you're like, 
you know, did you want to try to change that or yeah. how did that kind of help feed into your why? Yeah, and that that is a, a unique challenge that we face because it we are a profession we're a profession where nobody really wants to go to you. And it people always say it's not personal, but I just don't like going to the dentist. Um, I didn't experience that as a kid because, you know, we just always had routine checkups. I never had a bad experience. But once I started practicing, um, especially many years in, I was able to meet so many patients that had these traumatic episodes as as children. And these are grown adults um, and it still stuck with them. And so, you know, I got to see that perspective and it created even more of a drive for me to uh, to make the connection with patients, make them feel at ease, because if I can recognize um, that the patient really doesn't want to be here, it's not their favorite place, that gives me a leg up into um, treating them with the compassion that they deserve and creating that connection. Because it's not going to be necessarily a fun experience for them, but if they know that I'm aware of um, some of their, their fears or anxieties, then... Um, it really puts them at ease and it does create that bond and they stay loyal to you. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, so you are what, a little over a year now into? Yes, almost practice. two years into private practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I'd been practicing almost 15 years, um, but um, I was in corporate dentistry for a long time. And so that was about eight and a half, nine years of that. Um, so that was um, a, a great experience overall. Um, I was still kind of a new grad when I, I signed on with corporate, um, but I um, I learned a lot of my skills clinically there, um, and actually I learned a lot of business skills there too because I was fortunate enough to be a partner in a couple of uh, the corporate practices. So you know it really prepared me well clinically and even business wise, but uh, but what got to me over time was just I wasn't able to um, establish those connections with patients because we were. Um, you know, with corporate, unfortunately, there's there's high turnover, turnover with dentists, turnover with staff, um, and patients pick up on that. And so it was hard to create that. And then plus the, the volume of patients you have to see is a lot higher in corporate. And that's just the way the model works. And so in one side of things, the volume helped me become more efficient with my skills, but it also did not allow me an opportunity to really create connections with patients, those long lasting relationships. Um, so private practice was my ultimate goal, and so um, I bought this practice almost two years ago, and um, and that's why I did it was to create those long-lasting relationships, build that bond with my patients, um, have more time to do it, and um, and really hopefully see patients over generations, and uh, that's what my the previous owner who owned the practice had, and that's what I hope to continue. Tell us about some of the the volume, some of those crazy days that you remember in corporate dentistry. I mean, what what was it like, and what did some of those crazier days look like for you? <laughs> those days, um, well, it, it's it's hard to describe unless you're there. But it was just, um, you know, it was patient on top of patient because the corporate model stresses um, volume and getting in patients immediately. And so, you know, you could be, you know, stuck in a, a very long, complicated procedure, which you didn't know going in was going to be this complicated. And then you could have, you know, many patients waiting for you. And, and, and then you're jumping chair to chair. You don't feel like you're giving patients enough time. Um, you're running into your lunch. Um, you're running over, um, over time. Um, so that makes for unhappy staff. And then ultimately just unhappy, um, unhappy patients, you know, because nobody likes to wait. 
Um, everybody wants to feel like you are, are taking your time with them and understanding their problem. And nobody wants to feel, especially in dental, that they're just in a, um, like in, in a factory, you know, just like an assembly line. Um, and then to throw in more complications, you know, patients may return to you and you may have a new team member. And, and that's always frustrating. So it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Um, not to say all corporate's bad, but for me, it, it did grow old. And, and this is um, this is something that's way better for me to have my own private practice, have, have full control, which is nice, and, and, and just, you know, basically do what um, I envisioned a dentist to be like, a dentist, dental office to be like when I uh, first got out of school. What's been that, the biggest, um, you know, change or difference that you've seen from, okay, you're going into a place where you were a partner, but you know you're still working under this umbrella of a corporation versus being the you know proprietor of yeah, the company. Yeah. Obviously, um, a lot of reward with that, but it's also going to be scary. I'm sure making that jump. Yes. When you decided to make the jump, uh, you bought an existing practice. Why did you buy an existing practice versus uh, opening a brand new one? Um, that was the that was the dilemma because um, you know I've I've had friends and colleagues who've done it both ways. I know people who had startups and people who bought existing. Um, the startup angle is is great if you're in the right location if you're in an area where um, there's not a lot of dentists where the population is growing and you can do a startup and grow with that uh, I think a startup works great uh, but the area I wanted to be in which is north side of Indy Carmel Fishers it um, it's always already an established area definitely some saturation with dentists here and so for me, um, finding an existing practice with a, a good, uh, solid patient base um, was more, um, more beneficial. If I was in a rural area where there was uh, more demand for dentists and not as much competition, I think a startup would have worked just fine. So I, I, I think it depends on your situation. In my situation, this worked better. Um, plus, I was lucky enough to find a practice that I, I really loved, loved the location, the building, um, and it had a, a very good patient base. So to me, this made the most sense. And, um, and yeah, I've been very, very happy. When you, when you started here, uh, what was what was it like from going from you know kind of the run and gun corporate um, dental office to you know you're like okay here I am uh, things are a little bit slower paced I'm sure uh, a little bit you know less uh, craziness going on did that take time for you to adjust were you ready to just kind of come in and be like all right I'm ready to like run and gun and go um, what was that transition like yeah that was a tough transition the first uh, probably few months I was just like. I was just always on edge, like ready to move on to the next patient, and there necessarily wasn't a next patient waiting for me. So I found myself maybe going a little bit too too fast, and and had to find my, had to slow down, and and realize I have plenty of time to to talk to the patient, get to know the patient, make small talk, um, and so now I make it a point in my office every new patient I don't even meet them in the operating we meet in the console room, and I introduce myself, we get to know each other before we even put a bib on them. Or start sticking anything in their mouth. We uh, we sit down and we chat, and it's just us two. And I do that for all my new patients. And I was never able to do that. It's almost like a preclinical interview, and and patients really like that. They don't want to just come in and just kind of be shuttled into the the room. They like the fact that we get to sit down in the office and talk. Um, so I implemented that. But yeah, my mindset had to change um, because I was still in that corporate mi- mindset. Um, but it was a good change. 
because once I, I was able to adjust, I realized that I want to be able to create uh, better relationships with my patients. Um, clinically, I'm going to be able to um, devote as much time as I need to, uh, to to all the cases that I need. So it, overall, it, it was a it was a quick adjustment. It didn't take me too long, but it, it was <laughs> it was different for sure when you go from corporate to this type of. Uh, this type of pace. Yeah. The, with the, the consult thing, that's uh, something that I think more dentists need to do or think about doing if they you know can have the resources to do that. Um, have you gotten any sort of feedback from patients on just yeah. kind of meeting and getting to know them? And how, how has that um, gone? Because, you know, there's some time that you have to take to be able to do that, but do you feel like that's paying off and do oh, you yeah. recommend it? Oh, absolutely. I highly recommend it because we just build that into our new patient uh, appointment where we devote 90 minutes to a new patient. So it gives us plenty of time um, to get to know them first um, and then, you know, go over their treatment plan, answer all their questions regarding insurance, finances, um, and really just get to, um, basically for them to get to know the office and, and meet every team member. Um, they meet the hygienist the first day. So it's really, um, I think, a great experience for patients and I, I do encourage it. I got the idea from from somebody else, and um, and I'm sure a lot of dentists do do it, um, and I think more should, because patients come in with all kinds of fears and anxieties, and and you stick a, a napkin on them, put them in the chair, and and the first time they meet you is like that, you know. To me, it, you know, it kind of puts their guard up. If you can get them in a room without all of that, it lets their guard down, creates a little bit of a trust right off the bat, and um, and uh, patients love it, and I highly. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Well, that's that's great. And, and going back to the the corporate um, dentistry and, and transitioning into this, you know, there there are a lot of um, newer dentists, I would say, who primarily consider thinking about going into corporate dentistry at first before yeah. maybe testing out the waters of their own practice because yeah. a lot of stress or student loan debt, all these different factors that come into play. Um, with your overall experience and, and what you have done, is is that a path that you would recommend for uh, newer dentists to take? And if so, maybe what type of um, you know, person maybe should consider yeah. doing that and why? I absolutely think um, this, I absolutely recommend this for any, any new graduate to go the corporate route because I really don't feel like I could be as successful in my private practice without that experience, uh, good and bad. So anything good you learn, I mean, it's, it's helped me. Anything bad I've learned, um, I've learned not to do. From corporate dentistry so um, so unfortunately you know corporate dentistry came about because it is filling a void and that void is um, students are coming out a lot of debt um, and the debt keeps increasing year by year way more than I came out with and that that debt puts a lot of pressure on them and corporate dentistry guarantees them a job guarantees them a paycheck and so a lot of um, new grads gravitate towards it um, corporate dentistry because of that. It gives them that stability that they need. Because you may find an associateship in a private practice, but you know you don't know how consistently you'll get paid. You don't know um, how busy the dentist is going to be. And, and with corporate, you know they're going to keep you busy and you know you're going to make money. And so I think it is a, a great learning experience for any grad to go into corporate dentistry for as long as you need. Um, you know, get sound clinically, learn about the business, and, and once you're really comfortable with dentistry itself, then you can challenge yourself and, and try to go into private practice on your own, um, which presents more challenges, or different challenges, I guess, um, from the business side, having everything fall on your shoulders. Um, so I think um, 
you know, going corporate is a, is a great way to go for, uh, for new grads. And then after that, you decide if, you know, it's something for you and you want to do it long term or, you know, or you're ready to move on to private practice. There was two main takeaways that you were able to really learn and, and apply into Complete Dental Care Fishers, your private practice here, from the corporate world or whether it be another dentist you worked with there or just organizationally or whatever it may be. What are a couple of things that you've been able to take and really apply to, to this business that you think is really helping you out? From corporate, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, um, the sense of urgency that corporate instills with in you um, helped me a lot because that sense of urgency was getting in emergency patients the same day or any patient and, and really getting them going on treatment right away because that to me is the key to success because it takes a lot for patients to come in to the dentist. A lot of them, it's been a while. And so really creating that sense of urgency for their treatment because, you know, if if they have all these needs and they came to see you, um, it does us no good to downplay those needs, say you can do these things whenever or we'll get you in in two months. You know, it's, it's really getting patients going and motivated to start their treatment right away because it is their oral health um, that's at stake and and you know nobody likes going to the dentist so it's easy for them to put it off and if you don't create that sense of urgency in them um, to get get things corrected and get their mouth healthy um, then yeah they may go more years and they may you know they may put things off again so I think that sense of urgency that corporate creates is is great um, and then the second takeaway that I would say is um, is maybe overall um, leadership. Um, you know, the corporate world and dentistry, um, there, there's all kinds of leadership positions that are um, that are part of the hierarchy, and and I learned a lot from um, some of the great leaders that I got to work with and in, in, in corporate, and so learning how to lead a team, um, you know, through daily huddles, um, monthly meetings. Um, quarterly reviews, annual reviews. I mean, I learned all that through HR and, and um, corporate and through the regional managers, the directors I worked with. And so I wouldn't have any idea about that unless um, I worked with corporate. And um, and then because I was an owner, I was also able to see some of the P&Ls, the profit and loss statements of how our practice is doing. So I got a good idea of how um, how an office is run, what the overhead should look like, um, what, you know, you know what each percentage should be, so I got to learn that as well. So, so really learned a lot through a lot of the good managers and directors I was um, fortunate enough to work with. Like getting a mini MBA and yeah, like a mini MBA, yeah. And and because I was an owner and partner, that that helped me get that. Um, you may not get that as an associate in corporate, but as an owner, I was, and I was fortunate enough to to learn all that info and and retain it and apply it to my practice right now. Well, final question that I have is just kind of wrap all this up with a with a big bow here is with anybody out there listening, a lot of our listeners are folks who maybe don't have their, their own practice yet or they're considering making that leap. Uh, what is just kind of final little piece of advice that you, you would give to uh, someone that maybe you would have wished you would have heard, you know, before you started up or someone gave you even? So one piece of advice, I would say, you know, know, know yourself and, and know your limitations. Um, I think that's the most important thing because I don't think you should ever look at somebody else's scenario 
um, and always think grass is greener because there's going to be corporate dentists who are doing amazing. There's going to be private practice dentists who do amazing. And you see all these Facebook groups and forums of people saying how amazing they're doing. But I think know yourself and your limitations and don't always assume the grass is greener on the other side. Do your, do your research. Find a mentor. Talk to a lot of people. I mean, I talked to tons of people before I went into private practice, friends, um, acquaintances, colleagues, um, and just to learn before I made the decision because I wanted to make sure it was really was for me. And, and for some, maybe private practice is not it. Maybe it is corporate or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's going to uh, public health, you know. Um, there's a lot of avenues you can go in dentistry and I think it's just knowing yourself and, and not always assume the grass is greener. Just know your, yourself, know your limitations, and, um, and then go with your, your gut. And, but just do your research. Don't assume it's something's going to be a certain way because no, there's, no, there's no easy, easy path. They all require work. And so I wouldn't say there's one path that's perfect. There's not. They all have their challenges. It's not all uh, Lambos and Rolexes no, right away. None of that. No, none of that. <laughs> not right away or maybe not ever, which is okay. But it's about what makes you happy. And um, I think it's easy for us to look at others and just assume that they have all this. They must be so happy. It's like, no, you may not be happy in that situation. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I would advise. Yeah. All right. So some of the things that you really could take away from that interview is maybe having a private practice isn't for everybody and the corporate route can be really good for those who are wanting to get experience and have kind of a sure thing when it comes to getting patients in the door and not having to worry about you know production and these different elements that comes with being an associate at some private practices or owning your own practice of course but if you're really wanting that ultimate freedom and the the choice to make your practice how you want it and have total control obviously going into private practice is the way you're going to fulfill that. So hope you were able to really enjoy and take some value from that episode. I know that was one of my favorite interviews we've done so far. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Nothing But The Tooth Industry podcast. We're on iTunes, Google, basically anywhere that you get your podcast. And also hit that like button. And uh, once you've subscribed, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And we'll be back here next week with some marketing tips that are really going to be able to get patients in your door this month. And I'm going to share a few secrets that we've been doing with some clients that's been getting awesome results. So be sure to look out for that next episode. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day and a great kickoff to football season, which I'm pumped about. So take care, everybody.